There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Failure is not the opposite of success. You know, when, when you start the company and just start, you, you, you believe that everything that's not success would be failure, yeah? and that cannot be more than true. Even if it's not success, yeah, you learn in this process so much yeah, about that, yeah, how you could do it instead of this, doing this and do that, and maybe I should do that, and everything. I would not call it yeah, the, the failure. Hello and welcome to Pop of Wisdom, a show that celebrates people who have dared to be different, made mistakes and overcame challenges, and a rare opportunity to hear their wisdom. From incredible entrepreneurs to world-leading thinkers, join us here for rich, soulful conversation where we truly break down what success means and it's rarely what we assume it is. I'm your host, Poppy Jamie, an entrepreneur, author and podcast host on a mission to explore and celebrate what it means to be human. On today's Pop of Wisdom, I am interviewing one of the best beauty inventors in the world and of our generation. Philip Sadiq is a Bosnian-born Swedish inventor with more than 200 patents assigned to his name. He is the founder and CEO of Foreo, the record-breaking Swedish brand reinventing beauty technology and wellness for better. Foreo's beauty tech designs deliver professional level treatments at home to build self-confidence. Their mission is to help people feel better, knowing that when you feel better, you look better. Philip's designs at Foreo have won over a 100 design and industry awards. He's broken records with a Foreo product being sold every three seconds in 2017. Philip is a serial, world-breaking entrepreneur. He started his career in the car technology industry and moved into the telecom world and eight years later transitioned into the beauty world, setting up his first company, Lalo, in Stockholm. And Philip went on to develop his second company that focused on pharmaceutical-grade feminine care products. And in 2013, he founded Foreo. Philip has changed the beauty world, democratized access to tools that 10 years ago, only the top beauty salons could use. And as a consequence, I feel honored to have him on the show to admire his innovation and entrepreneurship and dive into his wisdom and find out what it really takes to be a world-class inventor. Because as we all know, great things are rarely easy to do. Philippe, what's the favorite quote you return to often and why? There's one particular quote yeah, that I have been kind of thinking a lot, and it, it goes something like, uh, I don't want to be the member of the club that wants me as a member. I think it's uh, from uh, from American comedian uh, Max Gaucho. And uh, for me, it's like I was seeing it more as, uh, as my life philosophy that I, I don't want to belong 
myself to and connect myself to any group, party, religion, nationalities, or anything like this. Yeah, if whichever group want you as a member, yeah, it's very important to kind of to 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 understand that you know, all this comfort that comes with the being part of the group yeah, also comes for the price that you need to buy the whole, let's say rules of statutes of the group yeah mm. you know you might kind of agree with the most of the things that that the group statute is yeah but but you you will for sure find some things that you will disagree yeah but uh, belonging to the group means that you need to buy the whole concept you can't just choose and pick part of it wow i think that's a really interesting question we can all ask ourselves what groups are we a part of and do we want to stay a part of them what's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently and why i'm, I'm not sure that's uh, that's a life lesson yeah but uh, it's more like you know when they say like when was the last time you did something for the first time and uh, because I, I moved to Hong Kong like three years ago, and in the beginning everything was so exciting. Yeah, it was like new people, yeah, new restaurants, new places, new streets, uh, and then you find yourself after three years, yeah, you suddenly you know start kind of always being with the with the, with the same people eating in the same restaurant, yeah, order the, the the dishes that you already kind of tried and everything, yeah. So it, it was it was really kind of why this happening and and what can I do to change that? Wow. And how do you define success? I personally don't like the the, the success term because it sounds somehow too definite. It sounds like it's it's like you won the medal and now it's nothing to do anymore. Yeah, yeah, it it is whole life should be like the the, the chain of successes or I would call almost like uh, some kind of small rewards. Yeah, but... uh, definition of success itself it, it kind of feels like okay I, I'm done and nothing to do yeah and I, I don't like to think in that way yeah so I guess this brings me on to my first main question which is then what drives you to do what you do if there is no finish line it's complicated yeah yeah but uh, it's always a lot of drivers yeah but uh, if you need to kind of take one uh, I, I would say curiosity yeah it's it's i have been always very curious about how the things works and why the things works this way why they cannot work another way and everything like that so i always question everything and then driving forces is is simply to find the answers on that yeah so it is nothing special than that and if you have questions yeah then you will have to go and find the answer. Yeah. And, and that is a good driver, yeah, of the finding the answer and trying to understand the things. I love that. If you have a question, you will always then go and find an answer. So you obviously are, this is your third major company for AO, and you actually began your career in a very different industry. So what made you want to move on to start Foreo after the background, which was, you know, you were in car technology, then in telecoms, and then obviously then moved into beauty. How did that journey unfold? And, and why do you think you are where you are now? I mean, to go back on, on the first quote, yeah, I, I, I understand people see that there's a different industry, but in my head, this is all the same industry. Yeah? Right. And that's to make uh, the people life more more efficient and, and, and easier, yeah. It is uh, 
somehow uh, these groupings yeah, in the industry uh, it does not make a lot of sense. Yeah? It is a historical reason why it is divided on this kind of industries. Yeah? But uh, this uh, division on, on, uh, on different industries as it is today prevent us from, from many things that should be done and could be done yeah, mm-hmm. just because it does not belong to that industry. Yeah, on that. And, and as for air as well, it is the reason why it exists is one of these things because you know, devices was electronic and it's electronic industry and should be sold in electronic industry. And then you have a beauty shops, their electronics and anything that it is uh, with electronic to do should not be there. You know, if it's purpose of beauty industry is to help people yeah, to have healthier and better skin, yeah, why should we then divide it on the creams and electronics? Should not be divided by purpose itself, not by how you get to this purpose. Yeah, but historically, you know that the mixers and shaving gin was in electronics section of the department stores, and beauty was in another session. And even today, yeah, this has the same impact, and people are really kind of thinking in in a different way, in a, let's say functional way instead of of the way who is the factory that is producing these things. I, c- I completely agree with you. And it, it is interesting. It's, it, the way we shop seems actually quite archaic now that you bring my attention to it. Uh, the fact that these digital devices that you're creating, especially, for example, the lunar device, like why on earth that isn't sold right next to cleanser actually makes no sense. Exactly. And why the toothbrush is sold together with the TV sets? What these two things has together, yeah. But if you want to buy toothbrush, you should go to electronic mega store, yeah, together with computers and TV sets, yeah. What's been the greatest struggle in creating? I mean, why do you think you were able to reach this level of success? I believe that uh, the, the most important factor always in the success is the luck. But the statistically, my luck, your luck, and everyone else's luck should be about the same in, during the longer period of the time. Yeah, then except uh, the luck, yeah, this part that, that it stays that we are in control of, yeah, is the responsible to make the, the, the difference. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think one of the important part of this one is that I have been living in China in that time. Yeah, and and uh, and uh, Chinese culture and Chinese people are so much more used to the this functional thing. Yeah, they look mm-hmm. what what really makes the difference for me. What works, what does not work, not what it is. Oh, it was always like this. Yeah, it it, it doesn't matter that it was always like this. If it is not working anymore, then you should consider to do something else. Yeah, mm-hmm. not to do as you always do. Yeah. So the, the big kind of part of that success, it was Chinese and rich Asian culture that they have completely different view on, on, a, on a beauty and devices, yeah, that they have helped propel this, yeah, and so, so fast and, and, and so because they recognized the results and didn't look at that, uh, at the something, uh, something weird, yeah, that is hard for them to, to start with, yeah. It's so aligned with, confidence to as you said do something different try something new and I have been using your products for years now and I even find as soon as someone tries it they then are converted but it's the greatest step is someone 
just trying it for the first time, which is interesting when you're building a company. Is that a big focus for you on that initial step? Because after you've taken that initial step, you kind of have a, a client and community for life. Absolutely. It's, it is a, a big kind of disproportion of how much we as a people believe that we are accepting innovations and new things and we are open-minded they compare what uh, what the what the statistic and the facts are showing yeah and in a, in a design it's even kind of term and thinking that we you have to kind of purposely under design think that for people be familiar otherwise it would not mm-hmm. be accepted yeah and uh, and I have to unfortunately do that as well. Yeah, when I was designing the, the our toothbrush, and the design that I was thinking that would be the most efficient to clean your teeth for as little time as possible to as good as possible, didn't look at all like a toothbrush looks today. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter that it is the best solution. Yeah, the big component that people would not accept it. Yeah, so I have to redesign it and to make it to something that will be, you know, not as efficient, yeah, still far more efficient than normal toothbrush, but still a, a little bit looking like a toothbrush, so people would recognize what it is. Yeah. So it is. A, it is a not just inventing and making it more efficient. You also need to think about that how to make easier for people to accept. Yeah, because. It, no invention and no product, regardless how good it is, yeah, if it is not accepted by people, it's not going to make any difference in the end. Building companies, um, as I know from personal experience, nothing tested my mental health more. I found it extremely stressful and probably led to my interest in mental health. So I would love to ask you, what has been your greatest struggle in building the companies that you've built? And what's the gifts this has given you? My greatest struggle would be that I'm interested in, in too many things. Yeah, So the, the, the ideas are just literally coming on top of the, each other. And and it is a, it is a kind of difficult to, to keep the focus yeah, on, on one particular area and one particular idea because, and as you know, yeah, to develop one idea, yeah, it takes a time. Yeah? It takes two years. It's easy to say, oh, I want to build a tunnel yeah, between the, the New York and, and uh, LA, yeah? and there will be hypersonic trains and everything. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing, and you can make a rendering in a couple of days as well. Yeah, But, you know, it's to be able to really do something about that, yeah, it can take uh, years, uh, decades, sometimes even more than that. Yeah, So it kind of required that to find a way to to filter these ideas and even uh, kill many of the ideas that I was thinking that they are really great yeah, just because, you know, you can't do the everything at once. Yeah. So what has helped you gain more focus and be more disciplined and being able to stick to one idea? I can't really say that I find a solution for this problem. <laughs> if I find it, I'm going to patent it probably. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's an old-fashioned way of making the checklist and... Uh, and every day, you know, sorting out through the, all the things that you come up on, trying to kind of see what you can put on a back burner, yeah, what you need to have in the focus, yeah. It's it's old-fashioned paper and pen thing, yeah. <laughs> so what do you do when you do feel stress? I tried always to have some hobbies that are totally kind of opposite of this, what I'm doing, that I can merge into it and uh, 
right now this is a woodworking uh, so every time if i feel like that uh, i'm squeezed in a corner i would just go into my uh, workshop and uh, and just kind of make one another design of the chair or, or a little table or just kind of something small yeah and to to just kind of make your brain uh, do something and be able immediately to see results yeah hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Because I think one of the, the, the most critical problem you have with motivation is that many of these ideas and everything you can't just do it immediately and see results immediately it takes a long time and and we are not patient enough and if you don't see the results of your work uh, quickly uh, uh, the motivation starts going down and and i found that uh, woodworking really kind of rewarding because you can immediately see results and you can do it uh, everything yourself and in the end of the day, you can have uh, your new chair yeah, ready and finished and you can sit on it. Which cultivated habit has brought you the most benefit in terms of health, happiness and performance in life? I mean, the only thing that I think that I truly cultivated as a habit is uh, to keep changing something, uh, environment, uh, something that will kind of keep me outside of the comfort zone. Yeah, so... Mm. In, uh, it sometimes is enough to rearrange your living room or your office or sit on the other side and you could feel that the new energy and the things it will come because it's kind of new beginning, even if it's nothing dramatically changed. Yeah? You moved two meters away and now you are turned east instead of west. Yeah? But uh, keep changing something. It's, it's I think, something that I cultivated, yeah, let's say. Brilliant answer. What's been your most proudest moment? You've achieved so much and had so many experiences, but is there one that stands out? I'm proud of a lot of lot of moments. Yeah, I would say yeah, on that yeah, in in this journey, I had so many that it's hard even to mention. Yeah, but I, uh, if you ask for most proudest moment, I would say it it, it will be somewhere in in the future. Yeah, it's <laughs> not happened yet. Who's been your greatest teacher? I can't really say that I have one because it's like different phases. You have different people that they have been giving you knowledge uh, or teacher, or you, you can kind of help you uh, get into some world that you didn't know anything about that. Yeah. But uh, if I have to kind of decide, I would say before it was uh, Google and now it is definitely YouTube. Yeah. 
<laughs> How funny. What do you wish you knew at the start of your entrepreneurship journey? Not sure about this kind of thing. You know, people say like, oh, if I had this knowledge then, yeah. For me, it sounded more like uh, if I had this knowledge, then I would probably not start the company. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is the, 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 the big part of, of starting the company and having the courage of starting a company that, that you didn't know yeah, what you know now. Yeah? Otherwise, you will be heavily discouraged yeah, on this, yeah, that you kind of underestimate all the, the, the complexity and troubles that you go through. Yeah? Because if you knew about them earlier, you yeah, will probably give up. Ignorance is is delightful, um, as they say. I would say, if I would just kind of say one thing, it's what was very important, what I wish to knew is that failure is not opposite of success. Mm. I think it's a very, very important statement, yeah, because, you know, when, when you start the company and just start, you, you, you believe that everything that's not success would be failure, yeah, and that cannot be more untrue. Just because something is not success, it does not definitely make it immediately to the failure because even if it's not success, yeah, you learn in this process so much yeah, about that, uh, how you could do it instead of this, doing this and do that, and maybe I should do that. And I think I would not call it yeah, the, the failure yeah, on that. So, so failure it's not opposite of success. I think it's a very important thing, yeah, that maybe I would wish that I knew, yeah, when I started there. That's really reassuring. Thank you for that. How do you think the beauty and tech industry will change in the coming years? What do you foresee or what would you like to see in the next decade? What I would definitely like to see is a total differentiation between uh, what I call it functional beauty Partially, it's kind of call it now the personal care, the beauty that really kind of makes the skin healthier, you, makes you look better, yeah, and produce the real results. And what I call it yeah, the fashion beauty, yeah, that is makeup and perfumes. And unfortunately, today, most of the, the creams and lotions and everything else, yeah, that is more about feeling good things it's a nice mm-hmm. smell and it's a light nice texture but uh, it does not do any effect except uh, eventually masking over the bad skin yeah mm-hmm. and it could be contraproductive so it is these two things has to be separated because they work on totally different principles and they have totally different purposes yeah so it's very important to explain to the customers. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that customers need to have both. Yeah, you know, you sometimes you just the same thing as with my woodworking. You need to have something that you put on your face and that will have a great texture and a really nice smell and and all of this thing. Yeah, but you have to be aware that it's not going to make any difference in terms of the the health or anti aging or anything else on that. Yeah. For that, you will probably need to go to dermatologist and esthetician. And, and what the esthetician and dermatologist will do, it will pull out their devices, yeah. Mm. The devices are very important part of the functional, or I would say even the most important part of the functional, because they are the only one that they can really 
made the difference. And they should be supported, of course, yeah, with the with the cream moisturizers and lotions, yeah. But to be able to really truly make effect, you you will need devices. That is the reason why why professionals use devices, yeah, and not just the creams, yeah, because it it's device that 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 makes a difference. And we have technology has developed in in last two hundred years so much, and it's sad to see that. 80 years before we had more beauty devices on the market that we have today. Why? Why do you think the trend is going in a contrary direction? It's simply that it does not make business sense for today's beauty companies to do that. Yeah, mm. It's not uh, some big conspiracy theory that they are against you, yeah? but it's simply against their profit interests yeah? because once they uh, sell you a device, even if it is 200 euros or whatever device, this device will last you and you will be using it for five, 10 years. Mm. And they get 200 euros in 10 years. Yeah. And if they send you cream for only 10 euros, yeah, but sell you every month or every week, they are going to make a uh, hundred times bigger profits out of that. Yeah. And on top of that, they will have you will need to come back in the shop every week to get your cream or every month. And then they have possibility to sell you another three or four cream because obviously this cream didn't work. Yeah. So, but you, you will keep on doing it, but you need to add another one and another one and mm. another one. Yeah. And then soon you will have uh, like 300 products in, in your closet. You will think like, uh, why it's not working? Maybe I need to have one, one more. Yeah. It's so interesting to see the change in what people are making for those reasons. And I guess this is what's made me even more excited about the idea of these devices. For example, the microcurrent facial devices, they're something that I feel are quite new to the market. And I've only really come across them, I guess, in the last, I would say, like year and a half was that difficult to create? Because obviously they're sending kind of microelectric current, you know, through your face to tone the muscles. When you were developing that, did it take a while or what was that process like? It takes a while, yeah, but it's not because of the reason that you mentioned. It's because this is nothing of this or very few of these things is a groundbreaking new thing. It's a it is devices that already are used either in dermatology uh, or in, in a, like the, the sport injury treatments and all of these things. It's a proven technologies yeah, that they have been used by, by experts yeah, for some of them even hundreds of years yeah, on that since electricity exists. Yeah. But uh, that what was the challenging is to, to make it on the way that that user will be able to safely operate themselves instead of mm-hmm. need to be operated by professional, yeah? That was actually the biggest challenge, yeah? How to make uh, the, the devices the, the safe and efficient, yeah? And it's a, it's a, it, you can't really make mistakes. So that took the most of the time, but uh, thanks the technology has changed so much, yeah? In recent years, and uh, now we have... Uh, the very good sensors and microprocessors and a way how to steer the process, yeah. So we can we can actually make the, the devices that usually would be only able to use by super professionals, yeah, and trained professionals, yeah, that now you can use them also as well yourself, yeah, without yeah, risk yeah, that you will you will hurt yourself or do something wrong. Yeah. And I also 
love the fact that your company has enabled this self-care at home to happen because I know, especially for my mother, for example, she would always teach us not to have too many appointments. You know, they're necessary. You would, I don't know, have one facial a year on your birthday. You know, this idea that you would kind of wait for a moment that you feel you should be celebrated. Whereas the devices that you create really allow some this to happen weekly or daily. And what a lovely thing to be able to give people is these wonderful experiences that they can look after themselves and just in the comfort of their own home. Yeah, I mean, it is a part of much, much bigger idea that we uh, pursued in the last three or four years of, of bringing kind of empowering people to do more about their well-being and health themselves instead mm. of relying just on a short visit yeah, to the doctors or professionals yeah, that they're going to either give you diagnostic or treatment yeah, because they see you only for five minutes or, or half an hour in that particular moment. It's like taking the, 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 the snapshot, not the video. Yeah? And, you know, it's, that particular morning you can be yeah, eating something wrong or doing something Parting night before, or or whatever it could be, summer and you are sweaty, or it, it's 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 not really giving the whole picture of, of this as you can do it if you do it yourself. Yeah, so so I believe we have to put more tools and knowledge to the, the in the users' terms so that they can really help with the, with the both diagnostic and treatments, not just about the beauty, but also about many other aspects of medical aspects of life. So we was looking into the, the, the measuring of the, the hormones. They mm. really impact a lot, not just your look, but also your mood and, and health in general. Yeah? So it has to go in the, in, the, in the hands of the consumers and they should be able to find both information as, as well as a monitor and administrative things that they, or do the processes themselves yeah? instead of depending on, on, on professionals only. There's clearly such a revolution happening at the moment in empowering us all to take far more responsibility for our health, whether that be hormonal health, skin health, mental health. And thanks to companies like yours, you make it much easier for us to do so. To finish this extremely inspiring interview that I've just enjoyed so much, would you mind finishing the sentence that I start? Yeah, I can try. (laughs) Okay, let's go. happiness is relative when things don't go according to plan i i don't make plans anymore (laughs) when i'm feeling low i woodworking (laughs) when i'm feeling happy i i work the piece of wisdom i would share with my younger self is don't be so arrogant Listen more to other people. And lastly, my favorite Foreo product is? At the moment, Bear. No, no, sorry, can I correct this? It's actually UFO, yeah. Why? So quick masking thing, because it is uh, so diversified, yeah? So you can do so many different things. Yeah? It can uh, make you, makes a lot of different things just by changing which mask you are using, yeah? And device will kind of, uh, according to the mask, what you are using, yeah, it's going to adjust the the whole uh, the treatment 
to do the, the exactly the effect that you want to achieve. Yeah, and everything you can do with one device it is wonderful. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to try that one out. Thank you so much. I cannot express how much I've enjoyed this interview and just diving into your brilliant brain of inventions and creativity. And I will put links to Foreo in the show notes for everybody to check out. And I will list and I'll put links to all the different things that we spoke about, especially this mask at the end. I'm very excited about that. But thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Not Perfect Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would deeply appreciate it if you wouldn't mind subscribing and leaving a review and perhaps maybe sending it to a friend who also might enjoy this episode. I can't tell you how grateful I am for those that share this podcast on their social media or with friends because it helps the show reach more listeners. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. So if you've had any thoughts or you want a specific specific guest coming up in future episodes just let me know shoot me a message on instagram or twitter it's just at poppy jamie and so until next time stay flexible stay true to you and stay leaning into love a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.